Welcome, 80s fans. Don't touch that dial. For the newer generation, that means don't change the station, or podcast, or program. You get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Put your children to sleep. Just for the night, I mean. Gosh dang it, with this new society, did I need to clarify everything I say? Damn it. <laughs> get a nice beverage. Get cozy. Turn down the light. And get ready to get scared out of your mind. Uh, no, you can't say that. No. No. No, they're, they're, they're not going to get scared? Uh, no, it's a fun kind of show. Oh. Oh, it's a fun show. Oh. Damn it. <clears throat> Don't go to the bathroom alone. Don't even get up to go to the fridge. And don't think about going to sleep because I will find you. Uh, no, we're not uh, doing that tonight. No? Uh, no, uh, you're not finding anybody, you're not hurting anybody. We're not doing that either on this show? No. I, I'm not finding anyone. I'm not going to do anything to anybody. Uh, no. Uh, it's for a new movie promotion. It's going to be funny. You're going to have a good time. That's for an upcoming movie. I see. Damn it. Ah, uh, well. Great show. I guess this is going to be some kind of a Halloween program then. Gee, how fun. Alright, well, enjoy your show. Back to the 80s radio. Huh. Sounds like fun. Ooh. Welcome, everybody, to the one and only Back to the 80s Radio, the greatest radio show about the 80s on the entire earth. That's right. You know it. I know it. We all know it. There is no other 80s radio show like ours. And with me is a man who has not shaved his goatee since 1981. He hasn't cut one inch of his hair since mm. the Rolling Stones started touring. Pubic but here, neither. here at Back to the 80s Radio, we call him the ever-wondrous Chang. Chang, welcome to the pre-Halloween extravaganza here at Back to the 80s Radio. Toscano, by far your costume this year terrifies the shit out of me. Please. <laughs> why? I must look why, why does my costume scare you there's no reason my costume should scare you well anytime you come out looking like robert smith <laughs> robert uh, smith no i uh i think of uh the movie saw and that little creature on the tricycle uh and uh he is sponsoring target it scares the crap out of me i got to say you did a hell of a bang up job uh moosing your hair up uh, having your sons, uh, what, put Noxima on your face, uh, the red lipstick that you added, I, you're a dead on. You could probably lead the band 
in that costume. I was going to be coming dressed for Halloween. I was going to be Beretta, Robert Blake mm. for Halloween. That's a bad Halloween costume. <laughs> it's a very bad Halloween costume. It's like a vegan going as uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Just yeah, bad, uh, bad that's uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I guess you're kind of right. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us on this pre-Halloween show here at Back to the 80s. So a big shout out to everybody listening from all over the United States, Mm -hmm. from Mexico, Canada, Central and South America, everywhere around the globe, Europe, the Middle East, Mm -hmm. Asia, I mean, Australia, everywhere that you Mm -hmm. listen to Back to the 80s Radio, we want to thank you guys all our lovely halloween listeners that you're probably waiting maybe like we're going to give you a trick or a treat tonight's show is going to be both is it not toscano a trick a treat but never do we repeat uh we've got yes the chang has his top 10 halloween movies and their producers list we also have some ass-kicking 80s music in tribute to the fine holiday of Halloween. We have great stories to talk about. We've got movies to talk about. We've got music. By the way, little caveat here, if you do want to hear the music in its entirety, the only way you can do it is by listening to khits925.com. That's khits925.com and click on play. You'll be able to hear it only at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Other than that, you can hear it on all podcasting platforms at any time after Friday. At any time. You are listening to Back to the 80s Radio with Toscano and Chang on our Halloween extravaganza from L.A.'s so-called bad boys, Motley Crew with Live Wire. You are on the hang with Toscano and Chang. Motley Crew with Live Wire on Back to the 80s Radio and K-Hits. 92.5. This is the pre-Halloween show here at Back to the 80s. And uh, to kick it all off, Chang, I know that you have a very special list. One of the things that distinguished the 80s was our, although there were some really nice costumes, but they tended to be the more expensive, people could not afford those costumes sometimes. So we would end up buying our costumes at either Thrifties, mm-hmm. Toys R Us, Zodies. Gemco, or even Fedco, uh, all these uh, stores that offered less expensive items. And the costumes were made out of plastic. The masks were plastic that had just a little uh, string in the back that was kind of like the the happy birthday hats. Well, that's what held your mask. By the time you were finished trick-or-treating, you lost about 12 pounds. You know the funny thing? Uh, You never saw a crackhead trick-or-treating. I need some candy, but not that kind of candy. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that you brought a list, Chang, that you want to share with everybody about costumes. And uh, I'm interested to to, to find out what kind of costumes you're talking about. Well, you know what? uh, As we all know, as children, we enjoyed uh, costumes, dressing up, putting on makeup. Uh, Halloween costumes, every time you go out, you want to kind of uh, surpass what you did the year before or be the hit of the party or the extravaganza that you are going to go to when you decide to pick your costume. I have a couple of lists here, okay, for the top costumes for both male and females in the adult range when going to a party. Are you ready for the males? Ready when you are, man. This is exciting. Number five, the Wolfman. 
Number four, Jack Sparrow. Number three, Tarzan. Number two, a rock star. Number one, costume for men to look sexy is a male stripper. <laughs> Police officer. That, 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 oh, okay, okay. So the full police officer costume that comes off really easy. I on two occasions. Which one have you worn? <laughs> on two occasions. On two occasions, mm-hmm. my mom and dad, when back in the eighties, did get me. I'm talking about maybe 1980, 1981. I did get two very expensive costumes. Uh, one was a custom made Superman costume, mm-hmm. and one was a custom made all satin. Zorro costume. Mm. So I was dressed just like Zorro. I still keep mm. that costume, put it on from time to time. Uh, you know what? I, too, uh, love to pretend uh, I'm Zorro or Evil Knievel. <laughs> yeah, that's in the bedroom. Are you ready for another kind of a naughty list Oh, for the ladies? A naughty list. Oh, you mean okay. like uh, just a naughty uh, costume list? A naughty, okay. a naughty costume list. Okay. And we're going to go we're going to go with 10. Here is number 10, the naughty nurse costume. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I can't breathe. All of a sudden I can't <laughs> breathe. Number 9, the Playboy bunny. Can I have your order? Now, I got to tell you, Chang, back in the 80s when you saw somebody mm-hmm. wearing that play, you know, a woman wearing that Playboy costume, mm-hmm. that was uh that was a special moment for for a guy. Oh yes. Oh yes, but you know what can't beat it? Number 8, the sexy police officer. Oh. Ah, uh, no, no, I'll take I'll take the Playboy beat bunny me. all the way. Just beat me. Beat me. Are you ready? <laughs> Yeah. Number seven, thank you for flying with so-and-so airways. Oh. My name is Amanda. How can I help you? Oh. A stewardess. A stewardess. Stewardess. Are you ready for number seven? Yep. She is in a league of justice. Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah. Now that, my friend, it was a great costume. And if they can sport it. And are you ready for number six? Yep. Did, did you order room service? I am your maid, Francois Jacques. <laughs> Number five. Oh, do you believe in swimming in the sea with us, mermaids? Oh, a mermaid, oh, yes. Baby. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, and number four, everybody's favorite witchy poo, the naughty witchy. Takes me back to the days when I dated some witches. And number three is... A go-go dancer from the 1960s. Oh, now see, that'll work. Oh, my mom was a go-go dancer. Number two, everybody's favorite superhero vixen, a bad girl against Batman. She almost had her clamps down on the old bat nut. Everybody's (laughs) favorite woman, the cat woman. And yes, if you believe in fairies or Peter Pan, (laughs) <laughs> or Pinocchio, the number one is going to be your very own fairy princess. And that is a top 10 outrageously slutty costumes of all time. Well, if you have a, an idea for a costume or you're going to be wearing a cool costume or even a slutty costume or whatever it is that you're going to be wearing, go ahead and uh, send us a little note here through our Facebook page or through our email, which is back the number two, 80sradio at gmail.com. 
and let us know what costume you're going to be sporting on Monday for Halloween. Let's take a little breather here. We've got more Back to the 80s Radio when we come back. This is Rockwell with Somebody's Watching Me. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back from Rockwell. This is none other than Back to the 80s Radio with the Halloween extravaganza with yours truly, Toscano and Chang. One of the things that really distinguished the 80s era, especially on Halloween, and even before Halloween, was the movies. We had lots of horror movies and scary movies on Halloween. And a lot of us made it a tradition that either before or throughout the day, you'd be watching scary movies for Halloween. Some people even went to the theater for Halloween. So I thought, what better to do than to talk about some of the great A movies and B movies of the 80s. So let's kick it all off. Chang, I've got a movie from 1986 that was one of the all-time great horror movie posters. Posters. Not the movie, but it had one of the greatest movie posters of all of the 80s. And it was a 1986 cult classic, which kind of, it's kind of a slasher film. Well, it was a slasher film. And the Manor House murder mystery. And it had to do with a group of college kids weekend getaway that turned bloody when someone started picking them off in the movie that was known as April Fool's Day. And you'll never forget that epic poster that they had. I think the poster was better than the movie, by the way. Yeah, of course, the the poster. Uh, A lot of times the poster is better than the movie, but that's the kicker. That is the drug that they use to captivate you to come and see their picture. The poster, the movie poster. Forever since movies have been created, the movie poster is the aphrodisiac to get you the movie goer. The movie posters were just fantastic. Everybody wanted to have some type of a movie poster at some point in their life. And that just happens to be one of the epic movie posters of the Mm. entire era of horror movies in the 80s. Yes. Yes. Now, Toscano, seeing that we're we're talking about some great Halloween movies, you know the Chang, during his little Chang-tastic times, I created my top ten great Halloween movies. Did you really? Well, yeah, hey, we're me, all ears. Let's now, hear. Me and, Mrs., me and Mrs. Chang compiled this list. Oh, are you, okay. Are you ready? So it was uh, a it was a group uh, uh, effort. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I'm hoping that uh, uh, the crescendo of music or applause that I will be hearing in my own mind that you will transcribe into the show to make it sound even bolder than it is. Right, right. Okay, we'll give it a shot. Okay, thank you very much. Are you ready? Okay. Take a deep breath. I know you're I know you're afraid. I know okay. you're afraid. Yeah, I'm scared. scared. Scared, yeah. Okay. Number one has to go to Yes, The Shining. 1980. A film made by Stanley Kubrick. A mastermind of the horror epic 
movie making. It bolstered Jack Nicholson's unhinged performance. Mm. And uh, he was just overwhelmingly scary in this movie. Probably the two scenes that I have always remembered from that movie with him. The number one scene is when he is after Shelley Duvall in the bathroom scene. Here's Johnny! And then the second scene, when he's chasing his son in the maze. In the snow. In the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An epic movie. I mean, you always wondered what he was going to do at a Laker game. You know? Hey, man. I'm not digging the way you guys are fucking playing the game. Some kind of craziness. Number two is from 1982, a film by John Carpenter. Yes, some of you fans out there are familiar with the works of John Carpenter. And I'm talking about The Thing. Oh, uh, yes. Huh? Uh, the, the title alone and, of course, the movie poster. Oh, uh, who can forget that? In itself. A movie that is about an alien who visits and takes human shape and then coexists in them in people uh-huh. in hiding and then the creature effects and i mean oh. everything and i'll never forget the performance by kurt russell all these movies that i'm going to mention uh were viewed by mr and mrs chang with our children our three older daughters so they grew up uh uh enjoying the entertaining facts of horror theater where they knew hey you know it's not real but man it's damn crazy okay are you ready for number three number three is probably one of the most sought after and seen yet carried on a little bit too long epic movies as nightmare on elm street by Wes Craven in 1984. Toscano, was that not truly scary? But do you feel the character got carried on a little bit too long? Well, first of all, let's go with the scary. The very first time it came out, it was original. Nobody had ever dreamed, uh, no pun intended, nobody had ever dreamed about writing a movie about a killer coming in your dreams and actually killing you in the dreams and the character of Freddy Krueger and the story behind him, uh, where he was a child abuser, evildoer. And then they punished him by, by burning him alive. It was just great writing. And if they would have just left it at one movie, two at the most, Mm -hmm. I would have been fine, but they stretched it out so far that it just became ridiculous. It it became instead of a, one of those, high-rated Hollywood horror flicks, it became nothing but a B-minus movie that Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, would probably present on a on a Saturday evening. Mm, yes. Take a quick listen. This is the trailer. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. Nightmare on Elm Street. No! Oh! She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, no one will survive. Ah! Help me, please! Wes Craven's 
Nightmare on Elm Street, rated R. Now playing at a flagship theater near you. Now, number four flies in, no pun intended, from a movie in 1986 by David Rosenberg. I'm talking the movie The Fly with Jeff Goldblum as he transformed into being like a scary-looking dude already into a fly. Uh, I'm not talking about the old uh, version uh, back in the 50s. I'm talking about that version. Uh, if Did you uh, see it? I remember, and the greatest phrase from that movie is... want to! I'm afraid! Don't be afraid! No. Be afraid. Be very afraid. And now uh, he's the apartment guy. that's right that's right oh yes and now here five single an american werewolf in london by john landis john landis he's done some uh he's bounced around i think with the type of movies that uh he's uh created uh some nostalgically funny movies, some scary movies, some serious movies. Uh, he, he's got a brilliant mind. But I have to say, The American Werewolf in London, uh, that came out in 1981, and that is probably one of my favorite werewolf movies. And I do uh, really enjoy the werewolf movies, my brother. What did you think of that? It was a very scary movie, but it also had a lot of humor in it which I was never expecting to see or hear in in a horror flick. I wanted to see you. Hi, David. Put that down. Okay, you've seen me now. Go away. I'm sorry I'm upsetting you, David, but you don't understand what's going on. I understand, all right. You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. Yes, that's right. Get out of here, Jack. Tomorrow night's the full moon. You're going to change. You never expect it, but there is humor in it, which kind of throws you off. Just to to ease a little bit from that tension that was built, especially, I mean, it came out in 81. This was unheard of for 81, and it was Mm -hmm. very, very scary for that time. I didn't see it until maybe a couple of years later Mm. on video rental. Um, of course, you know, I was I was little. I was uh, about 10 years old when it came out or nine years wow. old. Wow. Nine years so, old. Uh, and yeah, they didn't they wouldn't let me into the theater to see that movie. Uh, it was rated R. Right. But a couple years later, or a few years later, I did see it at uh, my cousin's house because, hey, we could see everything. Uh, you guys were probably drinking uh, wine before and then you drank uh, <laughs> immediately holy water because the movie scared the hell out of you catholic boys you know what's <laughs> interesting that at the run the same in that same year was another werewolf movie written by john sales which it was joe dante's contribution to the werewolf genre in 81 and i'm talking about the movie the howling was a crazy uh movie the howling i think that may have been a little bit do you think that was a little bit scarier than uh american werewolf in london yeah, I think it was a lot scarier. The thing that made uh, the American werewolf in London scary was uh, the visual uh, where you have him turning into uh, a werewolf. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then you take, for instance, the background of London, uh, you know, uh, the graveyard, the fog, uh, 
just a transition. Uh, the size of him. Uh, yeah, the comedy did kind of make it kind of a cheesy uh, horror movie, but yet at the same time, it did break up uh, the storyline of is it going to get more gru uh, gruesome? You know, where it uh, it was gruesome enough, but the humor kept it, I think, on the bounds of old-school horror movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? A light balance where uh, you have enough cheesiness to laugh at and enough scary uh, ambiance that is working into the scene to hide your kid's eyes. So I agree. But the how the howling definitely is a movie. You better be aware of what you're watching before you take your kids. Cause it'll screw them up. Uh, if they have bad dreams, <laughs> then <laughs> the kids time. will be sleeping in your room. You'll be getting no sex. And, uh, one of you will be getting mad at the other spouse going, I told you the kids shouldn't see it. You see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Number seven is Evil Dead 2. Oh, 1987, Toscano. What? Did you ever watch the Evil Dead uh, series? Not the series. By, by I, Sam, uh, Sam Rami, no? You never did? No, but uh, remind me about the Evil Dead. Um, was the this... The character Ash the would be, I guess, the savior, the warrior, the slayer of all the demons. Yeah, he was, uh, a, com he, it was a comedic uh, sort of character, right? Kind of a uh, comedic a character. A very comedic uh, character, uh, yet he was the stud. He kind of looked like, uh, I would say, he would look kind of like... Uh, Superman meets, uh, I, I would say, kind of uh, a swashbuckling cowboy type. He kind of looked like the uh, the American werewolf in London a little bit. Yes, you know, yes. he's uh, yeah. But I mean, what's 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 good about those series is like he fights some scary looking creatures, man. Some skeleton looking things, and they're just right. like out of the bowels of hell. Uh, you know, the characters that they create, uh, that this dude's war, where you know, that he wards off, which to me is makes this particular one and some of the other ones just as scary. It's the visual, kind of cheesy, you know what I mean? Kind of, you kind of know where it's going to go, right? The right. handsome guy's going to kick ass, save uh, everybody, get the hot chick, maybe, you know what I mean? Keep in mind. I know that everybody listening, there's one or two people out there that are going, oh, they were so predictable back then. Well, yes. Yes. But that's what, the beauty of them. Yeah, that's that's part of the beauty of them. But you got to remember that when you saw this for the very first time, it wasn't predictable. You had no idea. It only became predictable when you saw more than one movie, when you saw more than one part of, of a movie. But if it was the first time, and and there was a a scene that jumped out at you and and I'll never forget Chang what really made scary movies scary even more than the story was the music behind it mm -hmm. the score you know the music mm -hmm. yeah. because it it was building up and building up and building up and then you knew there was a portion of that sound of that that music that just it cut off mm -hmm. and you could just hear them waiting for something and then all of a sudden the music just pops out at you yeah and everybody would jump from their seats you remember that yeah. movies have changed drastically uh, i'd say from the 80s era 
uh, to, uh, you know, uh, nowadays with movies. That classic musical buildup, we hear less and less in certain movies nowadays. Number eight, I'm sure everybody out there has watched it and got freaked out if you're into the television scene. I'm talking about 1982's Poltergeist by Toby Hooper. Oh, yes. One of my favorite movies. The lead character passed away in a very hmm, questionable form. The big sister of Poltergeist was murdered. You know this, right? Right. Uh, So a lot of people of the film died in very questionable ways. Mm -hmm. And so there was always that that legend, that urban legend that went around uh, suggesting things happened in the spiritual realm or in the paranormal realm in that movie for Mm -hmm. reals. And, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg directing this, uh, this horror, this horror flick. And it was just an incredible movie. And if you were watching it for the very first time, such as I did, and you saw that, that little kid in his bed freak out when the clown disappears from his chair in front of him mm-hmm. and then he reaches over the side of his bed and looks under his bed and gets dragged by the clown <laughs> hands down one of the creepiest and scariest moments in cinema horror history for me oh yeah you could feel the hairs rise on the back of your neck, you get yes. that little chill. Uh, you know what I mean? It's funny because then that will carry you on to like when you're walking through your house and the lights are out and you know what I mean? You you subconsciously think about that. Oh, man, that's that's crazy. Yeah. And you, you know, know what? That it was that movie that made a lot of people hate clowns from that moment on. I mean, clowns mm. were not that popular to begin with. But after that movie? I don't know. I think it was John Wayne Gacy that started freaking people out about yeah. clowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you sick. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, I got to tell you, back in 1988, Child's Play. Oh, yes. Good old Chucky. Chucky. Now, uh, my uh, my brother-in-law, Dan, one time took our girls to the mall. And uh, the little one, baby Jen, was like maybe five or four. And, you know, she saw that movie, you know, with her at the pad one time with her sisters. And she got freaked out. Well, they went to the mall and that doll was at KB Toys. So my brother-in-law took the doll out and he was making it walk around for, for, for the little one. And the little <laughs> one took off running and screaming through the mall. My brother-in-law had to go chase her. Well, here's another movie that it's a first of its kind, you know, uh, an evil person inhabits Mm -hmm. uh, the... A toy. A a, a toy uh, out of witchcraft Mm -hmm. and by uh, putting a spell before he gets killed. And it was a creepy, creepy movie, especially when he was after the boy and you know what that movie that that child actor Mm -hmm. i mean great kid actor i'll never forget it oh yeah i mean anybody that has ever played with toys dolls action figures uh and then you know sometimes you set them up before you go to sleep and they're on guard or what have you or you sleep with dolls 
you check out that movie when you're a little bit too young and you're not going to be playing with no action figures to sleep with <laughs> any dolls. You know what I'm saying? You you're going to be that burning right. those. You're going to be burning those little monitos. <laughs> now, number 10 yes. is none other than 1987's Hellraiser by Clive Barker. Oh, Hellraiser. my gosh. Oh, now, Pinhead, uh, he's a good friend uh, of the program. Uh, he introed the uh, show today, so our our hats off. That's right. No That's right. It was Pinhead. You know, we're just going ahead and poke at uh, his uh, celebrity. We we borrow we borrowed uh, Pinhead. Well, since Mark and Brian are no longer here, Pinhead still uh, Pinhead needs, a, needs a show to hang around. Yeah, he needed a gig, so we gave him. You know, <laughs> he's always good. He is always the hammer on the nail type of guy. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, he's always pinpointed sharp. Okay, if you know what I'm talking okay. about. You know what? I'm, he's always one that you can hang on every word. <laughs> oh my God! All right, and who do you uh, got for number ten? Is that number ten? That is number ten, and that is the uh, Mister and Mrs. Chang's top ten Halloween flicks of the nineteen eighties. That, my friend, was an excellent list. And Thank I gotta say, much. as we go to a quick break from the Fat Boys. This is Are You Ready for Freddy? On the one and only Back to the 80s radio show on K-Hits 92.5. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Back to the 80s radio, that was The Fat Boys with Are You Ready for Freddy on a fantastic pre-Halloween evening at Back to the 80s radio. Monday is Halloween here in the United States. And uh, tell us, do you guys celebrate anything similar to Halloween if you're from another country? Let us know through our Facebook page. We would really appreciate it. Also, a reminder to leave us a review. On whatever platform, whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on, it would help us out so much. Just leave us a review, uh, long or short. We really, really appreciate it. Before the break, you actually gave us the list that you and your gal compiled of the greatest 80s horror flicks. Well, I don't have a list myself, but I do have a few honorable mentions that I want us to discuss. Please, please, please. One of them from 1980, Sean Cunningham's Friday the 13th. Check this out. I don't want to scare anyone. But I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. Hey, you guys, look at this. It's Camp Blood. This place is on the same lake as we're going to be. He's still out there. Jason. Some sort of demented creature. If I was you, I'd have located in the next county. Quiet for five years, and that's the way we want to keep it. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded, and he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. You know, the, the, the child dies, he, he's drowned, 
And mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. never expect that the killer ends up being, should I give it away? Here's a spoiler Please. alert. So if you've never seen Friday the 13th, the original, cover your ears. Who would have thought that Jason was the mom? Did you ever expect yeah. that? No, I never uh, ever would have expected that. But again, we are in a change of times, so everything has to be pretty much politically correct. So why wouldn't a female be just as capable as slaughtering human beings <laughs> as a male? Why? And who That's totally true. Yeah. Than, who better than an angry mom who's got some mountain skills and been jilted other than to be jason what what a mind twist what an acid trip i mean but why not an angry mom who would have believed who would have thought that tommy's mom up the street yes was hacking people that came to her house why wouldn't you i told you damn kids to stay away from my property i told you damn kids now the next movie on my non-list Mm, Is this one right here? Take a listen. Ten years ago, on the night of October 31st, a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Michael Myers has come home. He has returned for one more night of unholy terror. Michael! He's here to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Oh, God! Who's going to be next? Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Maybe nobody knows how to stop it. Halloween is a not your typical slasher film franchise. No. Uh, it all started in 1978. Once again, just like Friday the 13th from 1980, it blew audiences away and then continued to do it for a few more parts with part 2 in 81 and part 3. And I would say even up to part four, maybe, maybe there was one version of Halloween that I disliked completely. And I think it was the one in 85 season of the witch because it had nothing to do with how the, the, the original slasher. I don't even think it was the real Michael Myers and it had to do with some weird yeah. cultic people. I mean, it was just a, such a yeah. weird spinoff of the movie. And uh, but like you mentioned with the Freddy Krueger movies, the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, there comes a point when it's just too much. There comes enough a point is when enough. If, if the guy was on crack, if the guy was on meth, if the guy was possessed, come on. There was a scene there in one of the, I believe it was in the 1988. It was in the Return of Halloween, or one of those that he got shot like 200 times. With shotguns, oh, yeah. with yeah, pistols, yeah. with hand—I mean, yeah, yeah. 
everything. And then he falls through a grave. He gets stabbed. Uh-huh. I mean, everything yeah. happens. Yeah. And then you get yeah. Halloween H20, which is the 20th anniversary of Halloween, with mm-hmm. Kathy Lee Curtis that comes out. And LL Cool J comes out. I actually J- like Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Jamie Lee Curtis comes Who's out. Who's Kathy Lee? Kathy Lee Oh, it's, it's her cousin. <laughs> and uh, so Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis comes out in it with LL Cool J as well. Oh, I actually oh, liked that flick. Really? And it should have ended there. It should have ended there. Why? Because she cuts his head off. But what happens? No. Uh, Somewhere, oh, that was an alternate universe. And now that everything is an alternate universe with movies, uh, they're remaking it and remaking it and remaking it. And, I mean, it's got to stop somehow. So uh, what did you like about LL Cool J's portrayal in the movie? I like it that he didn't get killed because, remember, back in the 80s, uh, black people usually were the first ones to go. And yeah. this film, of course, wasn't in the 80s. The H20 was 20 years later. Right, right. You know, it was 19, uh, 1998. But I think that was a, a great finish to the whole Halloween franchise. And it should have ended there. But no, it continued. And then even Rob Zombie made his version of a more realistic uh, version of Michael right, Myers, right. which was a great film. In itself, mm-hmm. but that right. was another one of the films that I think distinguished the '80s horror genre mm. and right. uh, just made it stand out. How about uh, I didn't think that uh, they allowed uh, LL to lick his lips enough, and <laughs> well, at least but, they didn't uh, let him take his shirt off. Yeah, he should have taken his shirt off and licked his lips a little bit more. <laughs> you know, maybe that would have warded off the evil spirits and, and the demon. You know, you never know, bro. Yeah, but but, twist. but to make it to make some people happy, they had him read sexual poetry. Do you remember that movie? There's a part where he's reading sexual poetry to his girlfriend over the phone. She took off her clothes, revealing her satiny, soft femininity. And Lawrence looked at her with lust in his eyes and said, "I want to invade every part of your being. I want to tantalize myself with your sweet nectar." He plays the part of a security guard at the uh, private yeah. school. The guy is just oozing sexuality, no matter what he does. <laughs> LL Cool J. Baby. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Some other honorable uh, mentions. 1985. Yes, 1985 produced a movie called Fright Night from Tom Holland. And uh, that was a movie about vampires. And it mm-hmm. also produced a cult flick that today has a cult following and that is the lost boys which is also a movie ah yes about vampires young mm-hmm. vampires i should say yes. i was just going to mention uh that movie also <laughs> oddly enough uh they look like a bunch of young changs <laughs> those i would have hung out with those cats you you know what you, you probably would have Oh yeah, I would have had a hell of a time. I would have, I would. There would have been nothing that I wouldn't have sunk my teeth into. <laughs> That's right. Now there was I one would have sucked the life. Okay. <laughs> there was one film in 1980 that was kind of creepy. Even the remakes are very creepy. But this was a movie that had to do with a natural phenomena that 
came ashore and people started just dying. And that was the movie called The Fog. (laughs) I remember that movie and I thought, wow, this movie is lame. Ah, you hater. I did, I did. I did, I did, I did. What are you going to do? How about Pumpkinhead? You know, I did get to see that, uh, but it was now that I was an adult, uh, and I wasn't impressed with with Pumpkinhead. I preferred much more from 1982, The Slumber Party Massacre, if you know what I mean. It was a slasher film, but the poster was nice, and so was the movie. We've got a real treat because uh, when we come back, we've got a time where you get to express your scary stories, either from back in the 80s or from today, or just something creepy that's happened to you. So we've got that coming up next. We've got a double shot coming up on this Halloween extravaganza. I've got something from Dio and Ozzy coming your way. Let's kick it off with Ozzy off the Diary of a Madman album. You are listening to Back to the 80s Radio with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio on our Halloween extravaganza. That was the Ozman with Diary of a Madman, followed up by the late, great Ronnie James Dio with The Last in Line. Oh, oh, we have opened the doors and passed out treats. So we've got more scary tales. We've got more fairy tales and we've got more. Toscano and Chang Madness. All right. If you're just joining us, we are having our pre-Halloween extravaganza here on Back to the 80s Radio. A few of you guys are calling in right now. So Mm -hmm. let's go directly to the phone lines here at Back to the 80s and hear your scary stories. Stephen, I know that you have something Halloween related with an 80s kind of twist to it and a band. What happened? Well, Cy Kernan, who's the lead singer of a a great band called The Fix, told me that while they were shooting one of their music videos in this uh, this old castle, I believe, he turned around and he actually saw an apparition of some kind, a ghost of some kind, just sent chills up his up his spine. So that's uh, that's one that that actually actually happened. Now that this by any chance get recorded on the video no no it did not it, it was not when the when the camera was rolling you never know when the, that type of thing will will pop up i mean every halloween we always look forward to thriller so i, <laughs> I always take a look at that one too so hopefully you know people will take a look at thriller one more time and uh check out our john landis interview in uh, music video time machine magazine we'd love to steven thank you so much Thank you very much. From Southern California, we have Lindy on the line. Lindy, you've got a scary yes. and spooky story from the 80s. What do you got? Well, this is actually scarier for kids than for me. My mother and I used to terrify children 
when I was a teenager and she was totally into it. So this is what we would do to the neighborhood kids. I grew up in uh, Massachusetts and in the fall we always had lots of apples. So what we would do is we would take the red apples, polish them really, really shiny. Because remember Snow White took a bite of an, a red apple and fell into a coma? Sure. So you couldn't, you could not do this nowadays. But my mother would dress up as that evil witch and she'd open the door and cackle and she'd have these red apples in her hand and she'd do the, oh, my pretties, please take a bite of my apple and see if you'll live. <laughs> you know, the neighborhood parents thought it was fabulous and the kids would be all freaked out, but they'd take the apples, you know, and sure. they'd go off. Now, that wasn't the end of it, however, because I, we, were, we lived in the woods and we had a long driveway. I was hiding in the bushes along the driveway in dark uh, clothes with a nylon stocking pulled over my face. So as these little terrified children were running down the driveway, I would jump out and scream at them. And I swear we made kids pee their pants. Well, it was so much fun. You got me peeing my pants now and I'm here in a studio. (laughs) That is creepy. Look, first of all, you lived in Massachusetts and we know that place has a lot of history. Oh yes, little Salem. Yeah, and secondly, you lived in, in the woods. (laughs) No, I mean, you have a recipe for another movie there. And I'm one of those people, I don't like getting scared, but I love terrifying people. I I do that at my front door now with the neighborhood kids. I scare kids as much as I can. I dress up in a costume and hold really, really still, usually with a clown mask, because that's the worst. (laughs) And I hold really, really still, holding the bowl of candy, and of course the little kids walk up to grab the candy, and then I jump at them, and they scream and run. Their parents think it's wonderful. Holy smokes. (laughs) Well... Anyway, yeah, that's a fantastic story, Lindy. <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story here on Back to the 80s Radio. Oh, you're welcome. All right, this is Back to the 80s. We got Ricky from Norwalk. Ricky, what's your scary story for tonight? I have a pretty funny story. Over here in Norwalk, we used to always have haunted houses in people's front yards. We would go to those. We went in one time. It was me and my girlfriend. We went in, and I must have been a teenager. came at me with a chainsaw with a clown mask. What, and like a I real just, chainsaw? Bro, you know how we do out here. <laughs> out here in Norwalk, we didn't care <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, it was on, and the dude came at me. I'm like, oh, hell no. I just straight up clocked him and knocked him out. I was like, oh, shit. We better get the hell out of here. Wait, wait, wait a second. So you knocked out a person with a prop who was just doing their job, and you just knocked them out? <laughs> I'm not going to say it was their job. It was their house. It was a personal haunted house. But yeah, he came at me and I'm thinking, okay, this might be, this is like a real chainsaw. Like, and I don't like people, I have a legit fear of people with evil, with like masks. I don't know why. Came at, when came at my girlfriend actually, and that's what made me mad. So I just cold clocked him. I was like, oh my God, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I ran, I was a teenager. So I was just like up and ran out, you know, I was like, oh my God, what just happened? But scary wise, you'd be surprised, but I'm kind of scared of knives. I hate knives. And Scream was a big one for me. And we actually did have a scary movie night one night. And we were watching Scream. I swear to you, I was freaking out the entire night. And then for like weeks on end, I was having terrors, nightmares. It was freaking nuts. All right, Ricky. Well, thanks for the story. We'll check back next Halloween. Sounds good, man. Happy Halloween, brother. We got one of our homies from Arizona calling in Mr. T. Tosh. Please tickle the ears of the weary. Tell us. This story actually takes place in the 80s. Uh, I think it was 1988. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
There's a lot of blood. So it's Halloween 1988. Me, my friend Gordy, and Roya, we're going to go to this uh, party up on Camelback Mountain. Highfalutin shit. Um, you know, big place. They spend tens of thousands of dollars on decorations alone, which I think everybody does these days, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, back then, it was a lot of money. So we're going up to this big party, you know, open bar. It's supposed to be a band. Um, everything's everything's perfect for the night. So my friend Gordy goes out to get cleaned up. He's going to get into his mummy costume. I'm going as the wolf man. Um, my friend Roya gives her roommate and her, her car keys so uh, Anne can go to another party. I'm getting ready, getting in the costume. She gets in the costume. She's doing her makeup. She did my makeup. We're ready to go, except uh, she doesn't have her house key because that's on her car keys, which she gave to her roommate Anne. Okay, well, we probably should lock the door. I mean, it's not, uh, we're in Scottsdale. It's not like a high uh, burglary rate there anyway, but um, she's like, oh, I know. We can lock the door and we'll go out through uh, Anne's window. I'm like, uh, okay, sounds fine. We go into Anne's room. Uh, she climbs out the window and there's like one of those iron rod gates um, to like, you know, prevent uh, criminal activities, I guess. We have to climb over this thing. She climbs over first, no problem. I climb over. One of the bolts holding this thing slips out. The gate comes crashing down, and I come crashing down on top of it. Oh. She's laughing. You know, she's seen what has just happened. <laughs> so Sounds I like a bloody up. mess. I get up, yeah, and there's blood gushing out of my thigh, man. I'm like, oh, my God. This could be really, really bad. So my friend Roya sees the blood gushing out, you know, while she's laughing, and then she starts crying. I'm like, uh, okay, this isn't good, because uh, one of us has to drive, and it can't be me right now. <laughs> so I calm her down. She drives me to the hospital, and we spend Halloween in the emergency room with uh, me getting my leg stitched up. Oof. How many stitches? Oh, shh. I don't know. But, you know, it's good. It didn't hit the femoral artery, which could have been uh, deadly, and it didn't hit the family jewels, which could have been, you know, tragic oh, man. as well. Franken balls uh, is terrible. So my friend Gordy, you know, calls up the next day and says, you know, what happened to you guys? Where, where were you? You know, this is the day before cell phones, kids. Um, so he calls me up the next day, says, where were you? I'm like, oh, I tell him what happened, you know, uh, could have died, uh, spent the night at the hospital. Lots of fun. And he says to me in a, like a sad voice, I had to spend Halloween all alone. <laughs> like, oh, oh, man. <laughs> man, Gordy gets the dick award. That was Gordy. that was his, his complaint, huh? Yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was a bit whiny about. It. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's still kind of that way. We really appreciate the the story, and we're glad that the legs okay, the you're okay. Thanks, guys. You guys have a safe and a happy Halloween. Hey, you do the well, same, yeah. and, and keep yeah. keep you it scary well. over there. Yeah, oh. keep it scary. We have the lovely Dania from Turlock, California, and she's going to give all you little boos and hoos a little fright. Dee, tell us your scary story. Well, my scary uh, story, uh, this is something that uh, really takes me back because uh, in in my humble little corner of the world, uh, we have uh, these gorgeous mountain ranges, uh, the Saratoga Mountains. And uh, when I was uh, when I was a teenager, we used to love to drive up into the mountains. And you always hear about the myths about the mountains. So on Halloween night, uh, back in my high school years, uh, we were driving. Me and a couple of friends were driving up in the Saratoga Mountains. And as we were driving through, of course, telling really scary stories, as we were driving back down the mountainside, I kid you not, there was a woman. A woman that was walking on the side of the road and she had on no clothes. 
and she was just staring forward and she was just walking and it scared the you know what out of all of us imagine we're just a bunch of teenage girls giggling and just laughing it up and then we see this woman and she looks like she has this really scary look on her face and we freaked out we just hit the gas and we just got the heck out of there and so were you using cannabis no oddly enough (laughs) (laughs) oddly enough we were not so we had we got to rule that out automatically but we were so frightened by the time we got down the mountain and we went to the police and we said our story they didn't believe us they, of course, they're like, whatever, teenagers, you know, stop smoking it or start carrying it, right? It wasn't one of those issues, though. <laughs> ah, but they didn't yes. believe us. They did that. Um, but when we went back to school that, that next week, we had heard the myth of, of course, in the mountains, you know, you have different resorts and stuff like that. But there was actually a hospital, a mental asylum, if you will, that was back in the day. And actually, that, that is true. There is a hospital up in the Saratoga Mountains. That is very true. And there was a mental health ward. That's very true as well. But the story is there was a woman that had escaped from the mental facility, and they had never seen her since. Now, of course, this was a woman that looked very young, so the story was very old. But we really freaked out when we heard that because there really was some truth part of that table. So whether we saw a spirit or whether we just saw somebody who smoked a little too much that night, mm. that's the scary story because that woman looked just as real. I mean, if, if we had actually stopped, we might have really found out, but we were just so freaked out, we just kept going. Wow. wow. That's, that's crazy. I probably would have picked her up and tried to hit on you her. You know, but, uh, I, I think I saw... <laughs> <laughs> Dania, I think I saw a, a naked man as well that very night. Oh, you but dirty that, boy. But that was just a Chang. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> Dania, thanks for the for calling back to the 80s with your story. Oh, I, I, I am just so appreciative of being able to do it. Yay, back to the 80s. Happy cool. Halloween, Dania. And remember, don't pass out any bad candy or popcorn. Those are bunk treats. And then remember always, hit it, don't hold it. Oh. <laughs> I am doing that as we speak. Next up, we've got Daryl from Fountain Valley, California. Daryl, thanks for being on Back to the 80s Radio. What's your scary story for tonight? So, yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. So, I was living in this apartment with one of my friends a few years back. And I got home from work. I was real tired. I ended up going to bed maybe around 5 p.m. As I fall, I fall asleep. I wake up and I'm, I'm just staring at my at my dresser. And right next to the dresser is my door. I see my door start to open slowly. And I'm staring at it. I'm thinking maybe it's the wind or something. And then I see this guy walk through. What? Big, tall, white guy. White shirt, suspenders, black pants, big boots. And he's creeping in my room. And I try to get up. And I can't move. I try to scream. I can't scream. And I'm watching him. And he's slowly walking towards my bed. Oh. And this whole time I'm panicking. The only thing I can move is my eyes. And as he walks around my bed, he starts to crawl on it. And I feel the pressure of the bed. I start leaning to one side. And he's getting closer. I'm getting more scared. And finally he ends up on top of me with his hands on my chest. And I'm feeling that pressure and everything. I'm trying to scream. My roommate's in the other room. Nothing's happening. Uh, About two minutes later, 
I finally get to scream. I, as, I, as soon as I scream, he's gone. Wow. Whoa. I get up, <laughs> I grab my mattress, and I drag it into the living room. And I slept there for about two weeks. Because I did not want to go back in my room after that. I told my roommate about it. He thought I was crazy. But I vividly remember it. Remember it. I've seen the guy walk in. I know exactly what he looked like. And to this day, I have no idea what it was. And I wasn't sleeping. I was awake. My eyes were wide open. That was the only thing I could move. You had an, uh, an apparition and uh, kind of like the movie The Entity, man. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm not I'm not a disbeliever of spirits and ghosts. So I don't I don't know, it just it freaked me out for for a good couple months. Now now you see now you see Daryl there you went ahead and did it and now I'm creeped out so much and now I'm gonna <laughs> I have to sleep like in the living room with the T V turned on. Gosh dang it. There you go, there you go, brother. Night light uh, and a heavy blanket will save you. Hey, we appreciate the story and your time, Daryl. Thanks for coming on back to the eighties radio. No Thanks worries, brother. Thank you. You're listening to Back to the 80s. All right. We loved getting the phone calls from you guys that love the 80s and love Halloween. And now it's time to take a little break. But as we do, let's go out in style. This is Men at Work. Who can it be now? Followed by Houdini and the Freaks come out at night. Hey, Zeke, man. Hey, Rusty. Uh, you know what, man? It's a good thing. It's a Friday night tonight, man. I thought, you know, we close the shop early, come down over here, over, you know, at uh, at the old tavern, you know, Gypsy Mama's Tavern, slice off a couple of shots, because uh, I promised Jasper we'd be uh, rolling down to his haunted house up the street. Yeah, it's only a $5 fare. I mean, it's helping the kids. I don't know about going to no haunted house right now. I just oh, ate man. a little while ago. I had me some pig skins, and now you want to man. take me. And then, plus, you know, you know I'm not too good when I've had too much to man. drink. And if there's man. a lot of movement, you know what? I don't make myself responsible, whatever happens there. Now, 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 Zeke, let me tell you, man. <laughs> I didn't know that uh, on a Friday night I'd be hanging around the alley with a couple of pussy cats. Now, come on, you get a hold of yourself and pull yourself out of your own britches. It's, for God's sake, it's pretend. It's Jasper. Well, I, it's I, Jasper's haunted house. You know, a long time man. ago, I gotta tell you a story real quick, but right quick before I forget, you know, you tell me that it's all fake. But I'm going to tell you something. I heard back in the day in the 70s in Long Beach, California, there was a fun house over there and there was like a real serial killer killing people. So you never know, Rusty. I just had me a burrito that my, my housekeeper Guadalupe made me and as I went inside the house and I was like starving. And I said, Guadalupe, what for? She just told me Silencio. 
I love that silencio. It just adds so much flavor to your tacos and your your burritos. Anyway, see, you might as well wear your sister's panties if you're afraid to go down oh, to Jasper. Hold, hold on one minute. Hey, here, I, I, as a matter of fact, I got a pair of your sister's low-cut panties right here. My leather hell. <laughs> I took them off with my teeth, if you don't mind. Here, slip these on if you're going to be a girly hey, man. And not want get your gosh dang hands out of me. Get those underwear out of my face, Rusty. Hey, for real, man. It's almost nine o'clock. All right, let's go. Let's go. Wait, you hold go on. ahead and drink, uh, drink up that Southern Comfort. Hold I've on. got me a couple of shots of my Jimmy Beam. I've got to finish up. Hey, bartender. Bartender, give me a skip. Yeah, I'll take my cup to go. Just put it in my Dixie cup inside of another cup. Give me four or five shots in one. All right, all right I appreciate on. that. Hey, Roscoe, get a load on. Well, we're going to... Uh, Roscoe, I, I, you going down to Jasper's? Well, you can get Lucy soon to hold the bar. Smoke us a doobie or something. It's going to be a hell of a time. Look at this guy right here what? shaking it. I told him to put his sister's patties on. He's afraid to go to a little old kid. You never know. You oh, never know when you find, might find yourself a real killer. But let's go. You know what? I'll take him. I'm going to pack heat. Uh, don't worry about it, buddy. I've got my 45, and it's creased between my butt cheeks, and it's sliding out with Vaseline lubricant. I'll pull it. I'll shoot you. I'm, I'm Clint Eastwood, not you some bitches. Hoots and hot. Anybody want to jump out of here to get goddamn rusty. werewolf costume? I'm going to put some lead in your goddamn tail, I'll tell you. All right. Well, let's let's hey, get a hey, move on. Hey, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. What you got? I got my flask. I got a flask. I got a little bit of Jack Daniels. You want to hit? Pour it in my Dixie cup, Rusty. Come on. Here you go. Have a shot. Get some courage. You know how you sissy boys, you know, your sister's got a lot of courage. You Gosh dang, Rusty, stop much. talking about my sister. I know you and her, that she's been your fantasy since we were kids, and you ain't never had her. So stop lying. You know, your, your sister's real smart. She counts up to 69 real bad. <laughs> Yes, me and Zeke are here. Five dollars make you holler. Right. Here you go, Jasper. Hey, Jasper, if I get killed here tonight, I'm coming back for you, and I'm going to put some lead in your pocket. Hey, take it easy, Jasper. Let us break our, our, our cups in here. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Look, oh, look at this. Pretty, it looks pretty scary. A lot of black bags hanging. I, I don't look know about you, Rusty. Some I don't. type of fog machine. That's, I, a, ooh, that's pretty scary. I... Oh, look at that. Look at that. I don't look like this place, Rusty. That's this what, feels this real. Is what they, hey, Jasper, are these what you call props? Props. What the hell's a pro props? Props. You know, just fake. Fake novels. Is that what that means? Scenery. I don't know, you know Rusty. Scenery, this looks pretty real to me. No, don't, you know, ambiance, you know, scenery, the kind of stuff I, I, I put in the don't background when I'm making them dirty movies with your sister. She don't you stop. Like stop. You know, I brought my commando Ooh. knife. I'm going to cut that. your tongue out. Well, son of a gun, you got the Frankenstein over there. Oh, oh Frankenstein. Oh. Oh. Scared the living bejesus out of me. Christ, Zeke. I gotta get me another drink. Hold on. Hold on. Man, that, gotta pour you know some what? in here. Pour some in hey, here Zeke, right now. Zeke. Uh, you don't Give me that gosh dang flask. Man. I don't like that scary ghoulish fat Elvis figure. That scares the hell out of me. If it comes here now, I'm gonna put some lead in it. 
There's Bean Rusty over there. There's a tall man with no face and real long arms and the long legs. It's like a slender man. Oh, my God. Look at that. He's one of them little people. Look it. He's one of them tiny people. Oh, I the see. The size of children. He scares the hell out of me. I swear to God, he'll stab you in the knee. I see that. He, he was hiding behind the light, so we seemed a lot better. I tell you what, let's get out of here because I can't take this stuff. I'm going to be having nightmares. You know We're coming right to the exit. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Holy Jesus. That, who's sadistic ideas to dress up like you get damn John Wayne Gacy looking like Manny Hill. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull fire on that son of a bitch. No, hold it, hold I'm it, don't shoot nobody. I'll you're gonna go lead. to jail. I'll no, don't put lead. You're gonna shoot somebody. You're gonna go to jail. Lead, okay. that. A bad, that's a bad, that's a bad joke. Yes, sir. I'll be, I'll just get the hell out of here. Oh, let's get the hell out of here, boy. Let's get the hell out of here. You just rip right through that goddamn Je trash bag. Jas goddamn Jasper, Jasper, you owe me bitch. $5, Jasper. You sick, sadistic son of a bitch, Jasper. I'll get you on poker night. I know you I did it. I know, I know. Son hey, of a monkey. Stop pulling up. No, I, Jasper, shut up. I know I didn't pay you, but but it's like I paid you. You owe me money. Don't you, don't you handle me, Rufus. Your goddamn hands off of me. John Wayne Gacy prop goddamn foul short. I gotta tell you, Rusty, this is the same is the gosh dang reason I don't like Halloween. Cause it's I just I'm gonna have nightmares for weeks. Tell me, son of a bitch. Dressed up like fat Jeffrey Dahmer at the door. I should have known. Goddamn Jasper. You know what, man? Let's get back to the bar. Listen to those goddamn idiots. Uh, back to the 80s. Uh, Italian and Mexican, Chinese, whatever the hell he is. I think so, I'll too. I'll buy you another shot of some Southern. But Give me the bottle. I'm going to need it, Rusty. Stop wetting your pants. I can't. I got no control over my bowels right now. I'm too scared. Holy hell. Hot danger. What? Why, why are you laughing at me? It's not a joke. It's a personal issue. I, I seek therapy sometimes. Gosh dang, Rusty. All you know how to do is talk about my sister. You peed all over your sister's underwear. She ain't going to be able to wear those tonight. She gave me those almost like a scratch and sniff. Well, here, scratch and now sniff. Come on, you old yard dog with one eye. Let's go get some drinks. Still early. Maybe we'll go down to the strip club and you know, offer Violets and Candace some of our services. I'll strip down to my knees. Hey, some of you remember the 80s vibe, right? Well, it lives loud and proud on Back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang. I'm Freddy Krueger, and you're invited to my special get-together. Beware, you may never leave. Dial this number now. I've got some grisly details for you. And if you're one of my lucky callers selected at random, you'll talk to me live while you're awake and safe. So dial this number now if you dare. Talk to me live. Freddy Krueger is waiting just for you. $2 for the first minute, 35 cents each additional minute. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio, Toscano and Chang. Chang here. If you want to hit us on our social media pages, tell us a scary story, something eerie or scary that happened to you. Or maybe it's your birthday on Halloween. 
you know, people take that for granted that somewhere somebody was born on Halloween. So they were a trick and a treat for some parents. It is by far so different today, even for trick-or-treaters. It's okay idea to take your kids to the mall, but because, you know, parents feel unsafe for their kids, they take their kids to a local park where there's about 20, 30 cars with their trunks open, and they do trick-or-treating that way. Now, doesn't that take away a little bit of the fun, do you think? It takes away, I think, the element of good old Americana Halloween neighborhood door-to-door, but it does take away that kind of scary, eerie feeling that Halloween gives you. And remember, the true meaning of Halloween is... You know, the march and the celebration of the souls that have gone on to the other world. But it does uh, it does take away because people like to decorate and make your house kind of scary outside. Right. Some people have uh, their make do uh, haunted houses out of their garage or halfway through their house or their porch or their front yard, their backyard. So, yes, it does take away from that uh, nostalgic feeling and sense of Halloween that, you know, we all grew up in the 80s and before having and holding his memories. But also, you know, at times when you did get into the uh, age where you have a lot of sick Fs out there and yeah, you yeah. have to kind of uh, keep somewhat of uh, the the regiment of the holiday and you're going to try to look for some safer environment for your children, but still give them the same essence of Halloween trick or treat dressing up you know, going spot to spot. It's gotten more dangerous for regular, like if I had little kids today, I don't Mm -hmm. think I'd let them go with their friends, you know, like before in the eighties, we would get to go trick or treating by ourselves. You can't do that anymore because no, Hey, we're such a society that's so supposedly updated and technologically advanced and, and Mm -hmm. so much better and so evolved that now it's even worse because now we got a bunch more freaks out there yeah. in homes. Now it's you, everybody's out in the open doing whatever they want and and letting people know, you know. Again, bro, I was a I was a young dad back in the eighties, and I was taking my three girls out trick or treating. Yeah, and even back then, you know, I uh, I was. I was not blind to the fact that we have a lot of sick, degenerate sons of bitches out sure, there sure. that want to cause sexual harm or bodily harm to a child. I was well aware of that there was abductions out there. So even in the 80s, it was not as carefree uh, as it was probably in the 70s when I was right. a kid, but it was still unsafe. But back in the 80s, I did, uh, me and the wife did take our girls out there, you know. One of my friends' house... They didn't live in a nice, nice neighborhood. It was decent. They were older homes. But one of their older uh, neighbors, it was a couple, and they uh, it was grandparents. And I, I don't know why they did this, but they used to hand out Happy Meals from McDonald's mm. to every child. And they'd give the Happy Meal to the parent. And if they didn't take a parent, they couldn't have a Happy Meal. Wow, and that's... And I used to get my Happy Meals, and uh, it was fantastic. And obviously, they were very safe. They didn't do anything, you know, Mm -hmm. never heard of anything bad. But But that went to to show you how safe. I mean, would you ever take a Happy Meal from a stranger now? 
No. Hell no. No. No, hell no. Hell no. I have to tell you this. My most favorite Halloween event of all times is the costume party at somebody's house. Yes, those were great parties. They used to bob for apples. Uh, They used to have great DJ music. And and just, uh, you know, everybody who went there was... Scampy costumes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pool parties. Oh, Halloween parties were the greatest. Kind of, uh, kind of like when you were when you're younger, Halloween party. You can bring out your identity or be somebody else in a costume. You know that that's you a very not. You know what you just said is so else. true, brother. It's cool because you would wait for that one day of the year to be somebody else, and you would literally act like somebody else. If you were like, let's say, uh, if you were a quiet person, that day and that you got to go to that party and you dressed as somebody else, it's like it was okay to be who you really were inside. I mean, that's the whole point of wearing a costume. You want to pretend to be somebody that you're not. And on that note, you are listening to Back to the 80s Radio, and we've got another double shot. And here's something from the 80s by none other than Wasp. I want to be somebody. We're going to hit you right back after this twofer. Don't you go nowhere. I've got candy. Welcome back to Back to the 80s on a Halloween extravaganza. You were listening to some Judas Priest and Wasp. And Toscano and Chang tonight are going to dive into something a little bit scary. Yes, Toscano and I will be taking selfies in assless chaps. (laughs) And and autographing them. Autographing them. On the cheeks. At... The cheek part. Being that we, during Halloween, we talk about costumes and mm-hmm. just all the good times and the weird times that that we went through back in the 80s. One of the cool things was music. And there were a lot of great scary tunes back then brought to us by certain bands. And these bands many times wore costume themselves. So... Let's go and talk through some of the bands that wore these costumes from back in the 80s. You know, the band that I can think of that looked scarier without their makeup from the 70s. And in the 80s, they decided to take it off. You're talking about Kiss. I'm talking about Kiss. Oh, none other. I mean, uh, to this day, Gene Simmons has hair like Darth Darth Vader. Vader. Yes. should have kept his makeup on. (laughs) Now, here's... Here's a band, rather an artist. King Diamond back in the 80s was a scary looking cat. Alice Cooper, uh, Twisted Sister. You, who could forget Twisted Sister? D. Snyder. Oh, but Where a great band. Looking, looking balls out. We had uh, uh, Queen, remember, with Radio Gaga. 
they all uh, had a little bit of a, a costume. They wore effect, the tutus and stuff like there. that. And it, yeah, uh, you have uh, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper was dancing around in a fashion that was like, "Whoa, you're like a a, a fairy princess, or like a a circus wife, or an acid roll in the hay." Uh, you had missing persons. Who could forget missing persons? Yeah, uh, you know, with Dale Bozio, uh, which I attribute her getup to where Madonna got her getup to do the uh, Hershey's Kiss boob thing. Oh, that's you know, right, with the cups. Falls into yeah, dude. You know, and then you can even say Judas Priest uh, is kind of got a Halloween feel, you know, with the leather, you you know, the studs. Back in the 80s when I was a kid and I used to see some of the shirts uh, for metal bands, they were kind of frightening uh, for somebody who was never into, you know, uh, hardcore metal. And yeah, you probably a band like Slayer probably scared the oh, shit out of you. Oh, yeah. Because where, like, I, Slayer was badass. Yeah, because yeah, I would think, oh, my gosh, it's... Uh, you know, it's gonna, they're going to call up Satan or something. And, you know, yeah. it, it was freaky. <laughs> it was freaky. And then the first time I saw Iron Maiden, oh, the first back. time I saw Iron Maiden, and then when they Eddie. everybody brought, you know, they were cheering for Eddie, and they brought Eddie, I was going, what the heck is this? This is oh, just yeah. scary. Eddie was, uh, Eddie was the ultimate. But, you know, you can also uh, say Black Sabbath uh, is, is a bit on the dark side and scary. You could kind of... Equate that, you know, with uh, Halloween yes. to a certain degree. Especially uh, with Ozzy. Ozzy. Ozzy and his creepy songs as well, you know. Ozzy had some uh, really creepy songs. Uh, you know, a, a band, another band that comes to mind, Devo. That's another band that was quirky. They wore costumes, you know, uh, with the triangles on their head. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of a get it. Men without hats. I was going to say uh, men they without had a, hats. They had a, uh, a certain uh, dress attire, you know, and then when you got a little tiny person uh, that is dressed like that back in those days, <laughs> that's as scary as the movie <gasps> Leprechaun. That's right. <laughs> you know, you got artists uh, like David Bowie, you know, who was always uh, reinventing him stuff. You could say a lot of uh, uh, his getup was theatrical which could fall into you know the apparel of, of halloween costume changing true very true very true you also have poison they were putting some makeup <laughs> on getting dolled up you know and joining uh, the ranks of motley crew who also uh, was wearing uh, makeup and they had uh, you know the leather and the spikes and they had their uh, their get up with the leather pants which uh, on another note uh, to any listeners out there, uh, if you were unaware, uh, go ahead and, and Google this. Uh, Mick Mars has announced that he's retiring uh, from touring uh, with Motley Crue uh, oh, wow. due to uh, his uh, health. But there's so many other bands and other artists, I think, uh, that you could say have a little bit of Halloween. I mean, we have a band that, that was called uh, Jekyll. That was a metal band. Uh, you know, we had, I believe there was a, a song put out called Halloween. There's so many uh, guns and roses. I mean, Axl Rose, he was constantly changing. Well, himself. you know what? The majority uh, of performers Alice and bands. Cooper. Yeah, especially Alice Cooper. But I think the majority of performers, uh, whether they be metal or not, they wore some kind of a costume. Uh, both on their videos and on stage all the time. Michael Jackson. Uh, Michael Jackson. And we'll talk about him Prince. in a little bit, but I just remembered mm -hmm. Robert Smith from The Cure. And mm, he continues yes. to do, 
he continues to do so and kind of gives you the creeps. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Michael. My taint hurts. Let's talk a little bit about Uh Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson, December 3rd of 19, or December, in December of 1983, came out with, with what I would call, and I think everybody else who's seen it would agree. White skin? The the most, the most hardcore video production in the history of music videos. It was a video production that in reality was like a mini movie. Mm. And for that time, when the song Thriller came out, Uh, yeah. And the video thriller came out. Mm -hmm. We were blown away. Uh, We never expected a mini movie from that video. You know, we were used to three, four, five minute videos and it's done. Right. And this one starts off as a movie. Yeah. And it was just epic. I remember I was only 11 years old when this came out. Yeah, 1983. Wow. And so. Eleven years old. Yeah, eleven wow. years old. At eleven, did you realize the chick in there was pretty cute? And oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah. You absolutely. know, uh, she was. Uh, she is Sugar Ray Leonard's uh, daughter. Daughter. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll never forget because I was actually watching that video late at night. I won't forget. It, it was about eleven o'clock at night. And did you rub one out to her? No. Stop. <laughs> and the scene where where Michael Jackson starts turning into a well a werewolf. Oh yeah. yeah. And he tells her And he turns around with those yellow eyes. Oh my gosh, it was over. I think I saw his face turning into a werewolf for just months. And for really? eleven years old, that's really shocking. It was very creepy. Yeah, you know what? I think uh I think I was more creeped out when Michael Jackson started looking like Rose McGowan uh, than he did. <laughs> but that did not happen during that video. <laughs> that didn't right. happen during that video. But you got to admit, uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller was the greatest video, music video of all time. Hmm. Okay. I would okay. say short. Here we go. Wait, wait, you know what? Listen to me. Wait. You know what? <laughs> you, you <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, no this bad. is what I mean I'm not, by I'm the hater. The, I was, and, and not only hater, but he t- he dares to disagree with the greatest pop singer of all time. Oh, yes, continue, Mister. I hate oh, everything man. that's not metal. Man, you know what? Here if, we go. If Michael Jackson was alive right now, with the amount of brown nosing that you're doing, <laughs> you could probably read his underwear inside out. Lord have mercy. Now, yeah. let okay. me get back okay. to my point. Come on, Mr. Hater. There is no hate. I was going to I was going to add to your comment. I wouldn't say greatest video. I would say greatest musical short. Because it oh. bypasses and surpasses a video. It becomes its own musical if I might uh, say. Okay. Okay. Hmm? Yes. Thank See? you, Mr. Greek so, philosopher. So please, uh, uh, upchuck. Upchuck your hate. Something else. Uh, you it need to swallow your else. hate. 
it becomes something more sublime and more no um, no yeah you know i know i know you don't want to choke on your oh my gosh like bonds (sighs) got choked on his own vomit which is sad but please (sighs) the hate put it in reverse Okay. Because I okay. was adding to your comment. Okay, Mr. Greek philosopher Plato. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Would you like a gyro? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, our apologies here back to the 80s to everybody from Greece. Possibly pastrami? You want pastrami? You pronunciation of a gyro. Want a Pepsi? So you were talking. So I'm telling you, the greatest music video of all time is Thriller. I'm not asking you. I'm literally telling you now. Yes. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. See how I changed. I see it? how this care. Yes, I, I, it, it automatically changed to where I am the caretaker of well. the program, <laughs> and I proclaim my, Michael Jackson is the greatest artist, uh, video maker of all time, and uh, nothing use. You would have been a great wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about me. Speaking of the greatest <sighs> video of all time. Wow. Okay. Please. Why don't please. we? Uh... <laughs> I hope you. Uh, oh, I hear the applause now. Settle down. Yeah, there it You've is. Got there snack. It is. Got snacks and crackers. Here, back to the '80s radio. I present to you Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> that was the one and only Michael Jackson with Thriller. Well, Chang, we've experienced. The 80s horror with movies. We've experienced the 80s horror with performers and their costumes. But what about if I dared to ask you, was there anything that ever happened to you during the 80s that was scary? On a serious note, did you ever see, hear, or experience anything paranormal? A little while ago when we talked to Daryl from uh, Fountain Valley, he mentioned something extremely frightening. Has something like that ever happened to you that you can that you can say, yeah, that was the scariest moment of the 80s? There's been three occasions throughout my uh, changlyhood that uh, have freaked me out and freaked my family members out. Uh, the first one was uh, the house I grew up with uh, in, uh, in Southside Montebello. We used to uh, hear the hallway floor creak because it was, you know, it was it was a wooden floor. Right. So every now and then, there's a certain spot that would creak, but it would only do this when someone would walk through it, right? You know, or the cat. So uh, we uh, would hear this quite a bit. Then we came to find out that there was a man that died in the master bedroom, which was my parents' house, Ooh. and he died in that hallway, right past the heater the wall heater of this house in and that's where he they found him dead so it's eerie because that's where we always heard the floor creak and always at a certain time at night right there was also times uh, one kitchen cabinet would always open now my dad fixed the hinges and put one of those uh little mechanisms back there you know to, to keep it closed it would always open and whatever was on the very top shelf in the cabinet would always fall to the floor, no matter what. So we grew up tripping out on that. Yeah, and you lived in a poltergeist t- house. Yeah, kind of. Uh, there was another time 
uh, when I was uh, working for the city of Montebello as the painter maintenance man, uh, there's a place that's called the uh, Sanchez Adobe Mansion, and that's in Montebello. Yes, now, that I is that one place, of the yeah. first mansions, you know, that was uh, brought up by the Spaniards. Uh, history, really quick. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, Native American ancestor uh, people lived there and were enslaved. So uh, the property, of course, had burial grounds to Indians and Spaniards there alike. Uh, I was there working one day. And it was just me. I opened up the building and uh, I had to go in and I was doing some painting and some repairing. And I left my equipment in one area of this building. When I came back, my equipment was in another room. Now, all the time that I used to work here, I used to light in uh, a sage because the caretaker, uh, John, used to tell me that it was haunted by spirits, good and bad. So whenever I was there, to, to burn sage this particular day when I went to lunch I didn't burn sage that day and like I say my materials were in another room and the rest of that day it kept feeling like somebody was running by me right uh, you know what I mean I that's would turn a, that's inside, a horrible I feeling a, uh, man I would turn quickly and see a shadow and feel this gasp of cold wind uh, you know doors started closing yeah. So, needless to say, I got the hell out of there that one particular day. And I told uh, John later when I talked to him about what was up. And then after that, anytime I had to work there, he was there. And he would burn sage. He would do this Native American prayer with me. And he would put this uh, type of necklace around me. And I would work on the building with this and nothing ever happened. Another time, uh, we were having weather issues. Rain was going to come in in the same building. We had got a phone call around 4.30 on a Friday that the shutter to the very top of uh, this building, Sanchez Adobe, was banging back and forth. Like somebody got up there and tried to break in. So me and my partner, Carlin, who was the electrician, the other maintenance man, we rolled out, checked it out, went up on an extension ladder, checked it out. And we, and we saw that the shutter was broken, but it wasn't kicked in from the outside. It was kicked in from the inside. Oh, that's yeah. You know, this building's this building's locked up. Nobody's going to get in the inside and then get to a lock, padlocked door sure. in the attic sure. and kick the door out. So you know, we went up and we checked it out. The light didn't work, which makes it even more eerie. And we're checking out the shutter, and it looked like literally something with great force yeah. kicked the shit out of this thing because the wood was split. So at the time we were making the repair, we would prop the door open and the door would close. The thing propped in the door was moved. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it became like a very hot wind in there. Again, needless to say, we got the door fixed, we got the hell out of there. So that was something that was always a, a, a trip to me. Another yeah. case, uh, me and the wife were living uh, in our house in Whittier at the time. We uh, lived in this house and a elderly lady passed away there in the bedroom the master bedroom another individual had passed away in one of the other the middle bedroom uh, of the same house several years prior so uh, when we took over ownership of the house we weren't aware of this until somebody you know told us our youngest daughter jennifer had the middle bedroom and the other two sisters had the other two bedrooms down the hall to the left and we would hear jennifer talking to somebody and we would go in there and ask her who she was talking to and she said her invisible friend who's an older lady but Jeez. she's nice so we would trip out on that you know what i mean and then 
in 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 the master bedroom, me and my wife, our bedroom was kind of a dark, eerie spirit, and this spirit used to kick back in the attached uh, indoor uh, patio that we had, and I had I made it into a bar. Well, the thing on this thing, at certain times of the day or night, it would shadow and get really dark in one in 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 this whole corner of the bedroom and a portion of this uh, indoor patio, especially at night. And me and my wife would swear that we would hear somebody mention something or say something, we, you know, something abrupt. Right. We would hear. And then at night, our bedroom would get really dark yeah. and get really cold. So we knew what this was. You know, we had sage burn. Uh, my mother-in-law went down there and had a priest come in there and throw in some holy water, you know, the whole nine yards, try to get this thing gone. Yeah. And it wouldn't go away. I remember one time my wife and my kids were gone. And I was painting the living room and the door slammed. And it was like, I don't have a cat in the house. I don't have no <laughs> why the door slammed. Right. <laughs> so I went and I opened up the master bedroom and it slammed again right when I turned around. So I turned around and yelled at this, what I thought was an entity. Yeah. Disappeared for a little while. Then one night I was watching the Laker game and we had the fire on in the fireplace and my wife was in the kitchen. I heard my wife call my name in a very forceful voice. So I replied. At the same time, she replied to me because she thought I yelled at her. Right, right. We heard a very deep voice. Yeah. But it was neither one of us. Then the fire went out and we couldn't get it lit. Really? Scarier than crap yet, bro. Well, those heck are yeah, three, man. Those are some occasions, bro. Oh, man. Where I question. See, now you did there it. Is, there is the, uh, another Two. world beyond. This is the Halloween program for Back to the 80s Radio. Uh, reminders, please leave us a review wherever you listen to us on. And don't forget to put us on your phone, wherever you go, wherever you are. You can take Toscano and Chang and Back to the 80s Radio with you, as well as K-Hits 92.5. Go over to our Facebook page and you can check out all our posts. And if you need some links to either K-Hits 92.5 or link to our show, it's always going to be there. Remember that our show is on every single Friday, starting at 4 p.m. And it runs throughout the weekend on K-Hits 92.5. Let's go ahead and take our fears out with some music. Another double shot right here from Back to the 80s Radio. And we are going to take it to your ears with a little bit of Slayer and yes, Twisted Sister right here with You Can't Kill Rock and Roll Because You Cannot Kill Back to the 80s Radio. Chang on a Halloween extravaganza. Yes, we started that with some Twisted Sister, D. Snyder and the boys from the East Coast laying it down with no, you cannot kill rock and roll. And yes, Los Angeles' own Slayer out of Southgate, Paramount area with the South of Heaven, which I know scared the crap out of a lot of uh, uh, little cats and kitties out there, especially uh, cats that wore nickels in their penny loafers, as my <laughs> partner in crime, Toscano, did uh, back in the 80s. Uh, you have Toscano, to throw out that little jab at me. It's, uh, it's getting to that time to where the light on the 
porch has to go out. We're done giving out candy and treats. We are done. So uh, on behalf of myself, I want to wish all of you a very safe holiday. Remember, you matter. Stay lifted and gifted. Happy Halloween, trick or treat. Remember to be fantastic. I bid you all an adios, sayonara, arrivederci, hasta mañana, hasta la vista, and to all my homies from everybody on Walk in Life. Orale. We'd like to thank you for joining us. Have a great Halloween. Have a great weekend. Whatever you do and wherever you go, don't forget to share not only the show, but introduce the 80s to a whole new generation. Wishing you a happy weekend. This is Oingo Boingo and Dead Man's Party on the one and only Back to the 80s Radio. Come on.